Well, good morning. We'd like to welcome you to this class, adult class, Sun Rose Baptist Church. Good to see all of you this morning. Good to have our visitors with us. I hope and pray the Lord will bless you. Now, if you come here for me to bless you, you come to the wrong place. But if you come for the Lord to bless you, I believe he can do it. I've got a little allergy this morning. I guess the pollen is <laughs> pretty thick in Oklahoma, and I'm a little bit, my sinuses are slipped up on me a little bit. I hope you'll forgive that. I hope it won't annoy you. And uh, thank you for being here. Uh, come out to the house of the God to worship him. And I hope and pray you've come to worship this morning. If you're saved, I hope you rejoice in the Lord's and the Savior's love. If you're lost, I hope that you'll understand that God loves you, but he does not love your sins, and he does not love my sins. In our Sunday school lesson this morning, we'll be speaking from John chapter 19. John chapter 19. If you have your Bible, I hope you'll follow along with us, and I hope that uh, 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 what we've got to say will be from the Lord. And I want to be as clear as I can, and I hope and pray that, uh, but, but let me say this, if you just hear my words, you, you won't get too much out of it. But if you can hear his words, it'll help all of us. And so I thank him this morning, I thank the Lord for saving me, and uh, Brother Chris had it exactly right. Uh, in religion today, I believe we've got too many people that's uh, producing what they call Christians that don't work out. But God produces children. In our dispensation, when you get born again saved, the Bible pronounces you a child of God. And that's a blessing. That's a blessing. And so if I would start reading my lesson this morning. Now for you visitors, let me say I've been attempting to teach the book of John. And I don't teach a chapter a Sunday. I may not even get a verse through in Sunday because I want to get the meaning of the word and not just the ringing of the words. Could I say it that way? All right, now, so if my memory serves me correctly, I got down to about verse 30, but I want to back up and, uh, and start it at verse 28 of John chapter 19, verse 28 of John chapter 19. If you got your Bible, I hope you'll read along with us, uh, we'll be We'll be referencing some more things and some more areas this morning, and I hope that that'll be a, a blessing uh, for you today. All right, verse 28. Now, let me say this before I read. Jesus has been crucified. He is on the cross, and at the moment of we start reading, he is not yet dead, but he's, he's been crucified. And we've tried to bring that lesson up until this time. But now we got the situation where it says, 
Uh, now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar, and put it on hyssop, and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished, and he bowed his head, and he gave up the ghost. Now the Lord died on Calvary. And I want to reference this morning to Matthew chapter 27. If you'd turn over there, uh, we'll, take a, we'll take a look at that, Lord willing. Uh, Matthew chapter 27. And uh, uh, while you turn there, <clears throat> Matthew 27, and, and let's look at verse 45. Matthew 27 Verse 45, and the reason I'm doing this is that Matthew's gospel gives a few more details of the Lord's death than did John. Now, it's not, they're not in conflict with each other. I'm just saying there's a few more details here that I would like to cover in our lesson this morning. And then reading, starting reading it, verse 45, he said, now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabethani, that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them that stood by, when they heard that, said, this man calleth for Elias. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge, and filled it with vinegar, and put it on a reed, and gave him to drink. And the rest said, Let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Jesus, when he'd cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. Now, it has been said, somebody wrote, and it's not the Bible, but I believe it. They said, Of all the armies that ever marched, and all the navies that ever sailed, and all the parliaments and the senates that ever sat, nobody affected the mankind, the human race, like this one solitary soul. And I believe that. I believe that. And Jesus died on Calvary's cross. As the scripture said, he died and was buried according to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15, I believe, tells us about that. Now, why did he die? Why did he die? He suffered death for you and me. I would like to reference you to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, this morning, if I can get there. Isaiah 53, and, and, and this church knows that I go to Isaiah 53 pretty often, and I don't do it because it's the only scripture in the Bible. In fact, it's not any more inspired from God than the book of Obadiah is. But, but Isaiah 53 gives people like us a lot of information if we will take it. A lot of information. Jesus died on the cross, and he died... For sinners. Now, I think, you don't have to agree with me on this, I think he died first for the, the honor of his father. 
He said, Father, I've always come to do thy will. And in Revelation, I'm sorry, in Hebrews, he said, I come to do thy will, O God. So he died first for the sovereign of his father, but he died next to save sinners. You say, well, how did, what does it mean about him dying for me? What does it mean that the death of Christ died for sinners? I'm glad you asked. Let's look, let's read. Let's start reading at verse 3 on Isaiah 53. Now this is talking about a foreknowledge of Jesus. And some of this is going to sound like that it's already happened. And, and in the mind of God, it has happened. See, the foreknowledge of God gave it like it's happened. And far as God's concerned, it did happen. See, now God was up in heaven and, and, and he created man upright. He did not create man a sinner. But man chose to sin. And can I say this to you and not be offensive? You and I chose to sin. We're sinners by nature, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3. And, and, and we're children of wrath by nature. See? And, 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 I, and I, I just feel compelled when I get up here to talk because religion in Oklahoma teaches people that if your good deeds outweigh your bad, when you get to judgment, you're going to be okay. And, 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 and they teach that almost every church building in Oklahoma. But we don't teach that. You know the reason we don't teach that? Because the Bible doesn't say it. The Bible don't say it in the Old Testament. The Bible doesn't say it in the New Testament. But I'll tell you what the Bible does say. It teaches that we're going to judgment. I'm going to judgment. You're going to judgment. See, now, in the New Testament, it sets forth that I don't go to the same judgment that lost people go to, but I'm going to judgment. And, 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 uh, and the religions of the world take that, uh, take that idea, and they make people believe you'll go up to judgment, and God will weigh you out, and if your good deeds outweigh your bad, you'll slip over into heaven. The only thing wrong with that, it's not true. What is true is found in Romans and, and this, uh, uh, this morning I want to say, uh, Romans, is it 3.21? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And as I say pretty often, all there means everybody. It means me and my folks and you and your folks. And we're born sinners. We're born sinners. I said last week, forgive me for repeating. You don't have to teach a child to steal. You have to teach them not to steal. You don't have to teach a child to lie. You have to teach them not to lie. Why? The nature shows up. God created man upright. But he chose to disobey God. And when he did that, it slipped him over into disfavor with God. See, now God could have, he could have, declared everybody unjust and sent us all to hell and still be God. But praise God. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's my lesson this morning. Amen. He gave his only begotten son to die. See, Jesus not only lived a perfect life, and he did not sin. Let me get that straight. Jesus Christ was not 
that seed of Adam. He didn't have one drop of Adam's blood in him. He had pure blood in him. So no wonder the, 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 the song we sang, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. I know that refers to over in Egypt. I know that's where that, uh, the beginning of that thought was. But how about our dispensation? Can I say this to you as your friend? I say it in love. When he sees your heart, does he see his, the blood of his son applied? Huh? Now salvation is free. According to Ephesians, it's a gift. You can't buy it. Most people, when, you, uh, when they go to getting real honest about being lost, they go to thinking in the terms, what can I give God? What can I, I've, even, I've had one or two to say, uh, uh, well, what can I do? But what can I give? to get? I said, you can't give anything. So if you try to give God something for salvation, you are offending him. Yeah, I'm saying it. That's offensive to God. Why? Because he gave something for you. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth. Now that, in, that means you've got to be active on it. You can't just sit back on the church pew and say, well, Jesus died for me. I guess I'll be okay. No. No. It says whosoever believeth. See, it's up to you to believe. See, you say, well, can, can a man choose to be saved? He can choose to seek God. The man's already said how you seek God. See, now if you're just following some preacher or some deacon or some Sunday school teacher in, in a little let me repeat after me prayer, you ain't got it. I don't say that to me mean. And if you go to judgment, you'll understand. I don't say it to be mean. I say it because I love you and I want you to have the truth. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. The opposite of that untruth won't make you free. Okay? All right. I'm just wanted, I just wanted to get the points over. See? Because I'm trying to teach. And I know you could have a better teacher than me. I'm, I'm dust and ashes, but he's not. He's the almighty God. He's the great I am. Reading in Isaiah 53, God said, He, there is Jesus. He is despised and rejected of, man, uh, of men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. You know that today Jesus Christ is despised. He's despised. I mean, people say, oh, I love Jesus. Well, do you? Do you? Let me, let me give you my testimony. He loved me when I didn't love him. I love him now because he first loved me. I'm happy about it. He's acquainted with grief. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, uh, smitten of God and afflicted. See, I've just been reading that to you out of John. 
how he was afflicted. You know, when we say Jesus, when we see the crucifixion picture, we see debauchery and hatred at its worst from man's standpoint. But praise God, we see love and mercy at its greatest from God's standpoint. God let his son die for me and you. He gave his only begotten son. Now, could I, could I say this and not, be, and not be out of line? I wouldn't give my son to die for you, probably. But God gave his son to die for you and me. And that's what the lesson's about this morning. He died according to the scripture. You see, in the mind of God, Jesus had to die. Why? For, for a proper offering for sin. The blood of bulls and goats could never take away sin, according to Hebrews. You said, well, why did God have Moses and them to do that? Well, he had them to do it because he gave that commandment to Israel because they were his chosen people in Abraham. And, and, and he gave that to them so he could impress generation after generation after generation that atonement was going to be by blood. But in the day of Moses and in the days of Aaron, it was a pattern. Now, you young ladies don't know much about patterns for dresses. My grandma had patterns all in the sewing machine drawer, and she didn't want me messing with them. But the pattern was just tissue paper. And it was cut out here and cut out here, and you made skirts and you made blouses, and, 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 and they made them on a sewing machine. And, and, but, but could you imagine that my grandma said, well, I'm not going to fix the dress. I'm going to wear the pattern. So she put the tissue paper on and went to church. Could you imagine that? The same, same situation is with the blood of bulls and goats. They never took away sin. But it pointed to the Lamb of God right. takes away the sin of the world. Praise God that John made that a pronouncement. Behold, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. Now let me say this as your friend. I'm not trying to be mean to you, but you're not going to heaven without him. You're not going to heaven without him in your heart. And some, somebody said, it don't make me feel very good to come down there and hear y'all. I said, my message is not designed to make you feel good. I hope you don't feel good. Well, and, and, and one lady said, told me, said, well, y'all teach a mean-spirited God. I said, no, we teach a holy God. A holy God. But God loves you, but he don't love our sins. And he's got to separate you from your sins if you go to heaven in eternity. If you ever see the streets of New Jerusalem, straight of gold, and the mansions, you're going to have to go on the basis of the, of the death of Christ. He died for you. He died for us. And the Bible says, and let me read it. Let me read it. All right, where did I get to? Oh, verse 6, verse 5. But he was wounded, why? For our transgressions. He was bruised, why? For our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. 
You know what? God is saying that. God says you can be healed because of the stripes he took for you. See? They beat him. We've already read that. We've already studied it. They beat him. Uh, and uh, uh, Pilate had him scourged. And, and so his suffering. Why did he do that, Mr. Pollard? For me and you. See, this makes John 3.16 become real. For God so loved the world. Like I said a while ago, he could have quit before Jesus died and said, I'm getting rid of all of them. He could have done that and still been God. What are you going to do about it if he'd have done that? Nothing. See? Nothing. But, praise God, he did send his son. All right, let me read on. All we like sheep have gone astray. Look at that word all, A double L. See? Again, it means me and my folks and you and your folks. All like sheep, we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Did you get that? The Lord laid on Jesus my sins and your sins and sent him to Calvary. Let me read on. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her sharers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people was he stricken. So why did Jesus die? He died because of sin. See? Now the foreknowledge of God, and I don't get into foreknowledge of God because Paul warned us in Corinthians not to deal in that much because we don't know much about the mind of God. But the mind of God did say, I'm going to create, I'm going to create Adam. And the foreknowledge said, but he's going to sin. The foreknowledge also said, but I'm going, to prepare, I'm going to prepare a deliverer. And in the book of Revelation, we read that the Lamb of God, he stood as a lamb before the foundation of the world. See, God made a deal. He made a deal that he and the, he and the, he and the Godhead, they made, they made an agreement. I don't know much about the mind of God, but I know they made an agreement. God the Father and, 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 and you know the Bible says, who is God? And the Bible, and, and God's got a lot of attributes. And I could stay here all day and not name them all. But there's, there's at least three that's vitally important to me and you. One is he's holy, holy, holy. That's who God the Father is. Says that in the Old Testament. Says that in the New Testament. He's holy, holy, holy. The second thing that I want to mention about God he lives forever and ever. Right. Psalms, we find it from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Right. So he's going to live forever. The third thing I want you to know, he knows everything. Right. These preachers will 
These preachers will avouch that in the book of Malachi, it says a book of remembrance. It's, it's, uh, God, he's got a book of remembrance. I'm par- kind of paraphrasing that because I don't know the exact quote on it. But he, he, he has prepared a book of remembrance. Well, what does that mean, Mr. Pollard? Well, when you go to judgment, although God remembers everything, there's that book. And he turns them pages in there. And when you come up for judgment, what's your page going to read? Huh? What's your page going to read? You say, well, I've been a pretty good feller. Oh, have you? The Bible said there's none good. No, not one. Isaiah 64 says, all of our righteousnesses are filthy rags. Uh, Is it Psalms 39? Man is best states, altogether vanity. See? So so don't try to go to heaven on being a pretty good Joe. That won't work. Because God knows our inner thoughts. See, God remembers what you thought year before last. He remembers that. See? Now keep that in mind. Keep that in mind because I won't address that again in a minute. But let me read on right here right now. Uh, I believe I'm in verse 8, am I? And he was taken from prison from judgment and shall declare, who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgressions, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. He made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Now watch it, verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath, put, he hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the tra- God, now that's God, shall see the travail of his soul, Christ, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. All right. Why did he die? Like I said, he died first for the sovereign of the Father. As far as we're concerned, thank you, hon. As far as we're concerned, he died for our iniquities. And that Bible there said, when, he, when God saw how much Jesus travailed on the cross. And I just read that to you the last few weeks, how he was smitten, how he suffered. See? How he suffered. Now, the Romans had crucifixion for capital punishment. And according to history, they crucified a lot of people. But, but, only one man did they crucify where God could make his soul an offering for sin. Why? He was righteous. God let a righteous man die for me and you and took away our sins. Only God can pronounce that. See, only God can pronounce that. God God pronounced 
in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. I say again, do you have the blood applied to you? God made his soul an offering for sin. See? And, and, and that, and, and, and he was crucified, and I've stated that. And, and he suffered so much that I just read to you, when he saw the travail of his soul, that satisfied God for sin. My good deeds can't satisfy God for my sins. See what I mean? You say, well, Mr. Pollard, what, what, about, what about sins? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because in our, our day and age, you can get them forgotten. One fellow told me, he said, Mr. Pollard, that's too good to believe. I said, believe it. I said, believe it. I said, look, look, in, uh, look in Hebrews. Look in Hebrews. Let's look at, look at, let's look at chapter 10, verse 14. Verse 14. For by one offering he hath perfected forever. Who? Everybody? Everybody? Him, them that, that are sanctified. See? Them that have experienced salvation. See? Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us, for after that he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts, and in their minds will I write them, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Amen. I said last Sunday, can I say it again? You got any sins in your background that you want God to forget or you want to go to judgment with them? Huh? Now, let me say this, and I say it as your friend. I don't say it to try to, try to, try to tantalize you. I say it because it's the truth. If you do not get saved, born again, like that man talked about a while ago, if you do not seek God until he gives you Relief in your heart. When you go to judgment, you will address every sin that you were sinned. That means taking God's name in vain one time. A man asked me this week, said, uh, uh, said what does uh, 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 covetousness mean? I said, covetousness means you want something you don't have and you want it bad enough to steal it or gamble for it, or kill for it. Got a lot of gambling going on in Oklahoma nowadays. When I was a kid, we didn't have any. That we knew of. We sure didn't have it in the public places. We didn't have it on radio and TV, and they advertised it every, every five minutes. That's covetousness. And young people, don't go over there. Don't go to a casino. The, the people on that casino is not gambling. They're not gambling. They want you to gamble. See, they're not going to lose. They know they're not going to lose because they got it loaded where they make it. 
but you lose. See, and the people over there, they go over there because they're covetous. Well, back to the lesson. Well, them people over there coveting, if they come up before God, is God going to bring that up? Sure he is. He's writing a book of remembrance. But the good news, isn't it good news? Don't you think it's good news that you get forgiven and God will forget it? See, God can't forget anything that he don't want to forget. But according to that scripture, and I'm happy about it, I'm about ready to run. He forgot what we used to be. Praise God. And I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, I don't say it bragging, because uh, I, I'm, the, I'm the poorest sinner God ever saved. But I got some things in my life that I'm sure glad he forgot. Boy, oh, I'm glad he forgot them. Now, see, I, I read that because I want you to know that God said it. And if I, I run back to chapter 8 of, of the same book of Hebrews, and he said it again, so since he said it twice, he must mean it. Get forgiven. Get forgiven for our old sins. See, now the world would have you think you can slip in with them. Well, uh, that happened 14 years ago, and I think God's forgot it. But I say to you, he has not forgotten it. God does not forget anything he doesn't want to forget. Praise God. He, he wanted to forget my sin. <laughs> Ain't that good? I don't know why anybody would not call that good news. I just can't imagine. People say, well, I go down at that little church, and they're judgmental. Well, I'm not any more judgmental than the Bible is. Right. See, I mean, I, we love you. Amen. We want you to go to heaven the right way. Amen. We don't want to tell you to get baptized in water and that'll wash your sins away. Amen. I read to you just about three, two weeks ago where Pilate washed his hands and, and, and told the people, said, I'm going to be free of this hand, of the blood of this innocent man. Was he? No. no. Water does not wash away sin. See? The blood of Jesus washes away sin, though. Amen. And you can be totally free. Amen. And God will let you know it. See? You won't have to run around asking people, you think I'm going to make it to heaven? You don't. You don't. Uh, now, let me say this carefully. Brother Chris alluded to it. A human being, a preacher, a deacon, or a Sunday school teacher cannot give you assurance. Right. Now they can help you with scriptures and say this scripture means that, it means that, and that's fine. But you need assurance in here from him. Right. See? And, and he will give it to you. When he dismisses your sins, You'll know it. And I, and I, I don't, I, this church knows, I don't put, I don't put any uh, recipe on what you might do. I say uh, pretty often, you might run up and down the house hollering and shouting. You might just weep. You, I've seen them save last. And, and I've seen them, you know, no, just, not much there. You'd think, well, don't know. 
but a few of them turned out to be good Christians. Kind of like the eunuch in the chariot. He didn't have a shouting spell, did he? Now, I'm not against it. Don't get me wrong. But, but see, man cannot examine you. We just can't do it. We can just tell you what the Scripture said. See, and like I said when I got up here, when I started, if you just hear my voice, you won't get much out of it. But if you can hear his voice, harden not your heart, the Bible says. Harden not your heart as in the days of provocation. Today is the day of salvation. Today, don't, don't wait till tomorrow. Now the devil wants you to put it off. Don't wait till tomorrow. You said, well, uh, I feel guilty. What do I do about it? Plead guilty. Plead guilty to God because you are. And ask him to forgive you because he is a forgiving God. You would, do you think that a God that would send his son down here to suffer all that harshness and that punishment, suffer death, would refuse you if you come to him with a broken heart? Say, God, I'm a sinner. I'm going to hell. I'm convinced of it. Would you please not let me go because Jesus died for me? And I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'm just telling you, I'm trying to give you a direction to go that your heart will go to. So I, I wanted to teach this morning on the death of Jesus. He, I mean, you know, in Easter, the, uh, uh, the world uh, uh, celebrates Easter, they say, because it's the resurrection and they teach everything. The rabbits lays eggs and all that stuff. And, and that's not a bit of truth of that. You know, the real Easter was when Jesus rose the third day. And God willing, if he lets me live, don't come get us this week. I'll get into that in another chapter, another few verses. Of, of the resurrection. And, but Jesus would die according to the scriptures and he was resurrected according to the scriptures for our justification. Our justification. Did you know you saved people, Jesus is still involved in your salvation? He's on the right hand of God taking care of us. You don't have to go to Papa Pope, a, a Papa dressed like a mama, to pay them 20 bucks to get your sins forgiven. Jesus Christ is free. And I want to emphasize it. It's the gift of God. It's a gift. You have to take it as a gift. See, I'm going to repeat and then I'll close. God is offended when somebody tries to offer him some filthy rags, works for salvation. He's offended. He's offended. Why? Because he gave his son to pay my sin debt and your sin debt. And I read to you where he declared that that, that that was sufficient. You can't add anything to it. You can't take anything from it. The blood of Jesus Christ, it cleanses us from all sin. Did you get that? All A-double-L? See what I mean? Okay. I'm out of time. I love you. I hope God will deal with you. And I've done all I can do today. I pray that God will use it for His glory and honor. I don't claim to be a great orator or a great teacher. I'm just, I'm, as Abraham said when he approached God about Sodom and Gomorrah, I'm dust and ashes. That's who I am. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen.